0: The Minnesota Twins have their eyes on the American League Central. In order to win that, they have to come out looking strong. I think it's safe to say they've done exactly that. Brandon Warren of Locked On Twins is joining us. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Lockdown On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. If I wasn't, how could I get this lower third that calls me Sully? I'm an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for over a decade now. And this is now my fifth season here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is indeed your Team every day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use code Locked On MLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's game time. Hey, uh, follow us at Locked On MLB pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Well, everyone in their cows seem to be picking the Cleveland Indians to win the American League Central, they could very well do that. I went on a little bit of a limb and decided to go with the Minnesota Twins, a team that I picked to go to the postseason last year. They came up short, of course, but they kept some of their key players, made a big old trade, and came out of the box firing. Yes, they weren't exactly playing championship-caliber teams, but if you want to win a division, you got to win the games you're supposed to win. And I know someone who would appreciate that, and that is – the host of Locked On Twins is Brandon Warren. Welcome Ooh. back to the show, buddy.
1: How are we doing?
0: I'm all right, man. I'm all right. Um, yeah. now, you know, baseball's on. We got regular season baseball on. World Baseball Classic was great. So much better than I thought it was going to be. We got Major League Baseball on right now. And, uh, and to me, man, this has been such a great, exciting start to the season. But holy Toledo, the Twins kicked the. Royals, but it took the Royals three games to score a single run. And then they went to Miami against Johnny Quato, who is either great or terrible these days. And he picked B. And the final score, as my mom would say, the final score was a lot to not enough. Um, what was it, 11 to 2, 11 to 1? What was the final score?
1: 11 1, yeah. They roughed up Johnny Quato. 11 1. Left with an injury. So yeah, it was it was quite a start.
0: Yeah. I mean, so right now, and look it is it early? Of course. It's still it's still early April. But that being said, if you're a team like the twins and you know you've got a scratch and claw to win every game, winning your first four games is well, and winning them convincingly and beating the teams you're supposed to win, guess what? Those are four wins. They're not going to be clawing for at the end of the year.
1: Not only that, but they're on the road. So I mean, yeah. road games are never a, a layup either. Um, yeah, played the Royals tough. Played the Marlins more than tough. Uh, it was good to see Luisa rise again, but good to see him lose. Uh, yeah, just uh, it's it's been such a fun four game ride. It's early, but you know, last year the Guardians won the division by taking care of business. They won the games in front of them. Didn't get too far out in front of their skis, so they, that's got to be the approach this year in the central. And so far, so good for the Twins.
0: Trevor Larnack. Trevor, am I pronouncing that? Right? This is the first time here. This is historic. I've never said this player's name out loud before. Did I say Larnak. it right? Larnak. Okay, I cool. gave him my I, I, look. I was in the ballpark um, on um, Monday. Uh, Larnak. Uh, Larnik had, uh, quite a day, uh, going two for three with three runs bad in, uh, he tripled, I think he homered too. So he did the hard parts of the cycle. Yep. You know, he, he did the triple and the Homer. Um, he is, uh, he's, you know, firing out of the gate super fast. Um, you know, Correa had a very good game on Monday. Um, he had a, a, a double, but let's, uh, you know, it's funny. This could just be a hot start. This could just be a good four games. A lot of people have had a good four games in their lives, okay? Uh, remember, was it your men, Mercedes a couple of years ago with yep. the White Sox went off and that, oh my God, should he start rehearsing his uh, Cooperstown speech? you can get on a on a fast start. But when you consider that Joey Gallo hasn't even been a replacement level player in the last year or so. And last year was nothing but was like an embarrassment with New York. And it was kind of sad to watch because he's an insanely likable player and he certainly wanted to succeed in New York and it just didn't happen. Well, against Kansas City's pitching and against Miami's pitching, he's becoming the uh, Joey Gallo that Bryce Patrick and everyone at Lockdown Rangers fell in love with. Um did he is this just a couple of good games or are we looking at a potential uh, comeback player of the year here?
1: I mean, it's possible. The the big deal with him is that the skills outside of batting average are good enough that if he hit say 225, 230, which is a, a lot for him, if he hits that he can be an MVP candidate. And yeah. so the 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 bar for him to clear to have a chance to win that award based on what you said, the struggles with the Yankees and he was a little better but not much with the Dodgers the bar to clear is pretty low but he has looked very very comfortable in his own skin in Minnesota or for Minnesota because they haven't played at home yet but um that last game in KC he was an absolute man, a monster 10 total bases also took a walk he's been just uh exceptional so far
0: now again uh I'm, I'm not trying to discount anything that Minnesota did today you went 11 to1. That's I don't care who you're playing. You win eleven to one. That's solid. Do you think the Marlins were confused by the fact that the Twins were wearing the uniforms that the Marlins used to wear uh, until they went to the one of the most boring uniforms of all time? The new Twins uniforms, I gotta say, stink. Cool. But but the last time they went to a questionable uniform with a questionable M on their hat, they won the World Series in 1987. So I guess yep. it's one of those things that's kind of like, it's what I call the John Elway horse, which all the Denver fans were like, don't change the D with the horse, don't change the D with the horse. And they changed it to, they, they changed the D with the horse and won back-to-back Super Bowls. Now they love the D with the horse. And you see everyone in Denver, where, the D without the, yeah, the horse without the D. Oh, it's turned into well, And the,
1: the, the Rays, the Devil Rays, once they dropped Devil, started playing a lot better. Yeah. And I don't mean when they traded Delman Young. They actually dropped the name Devil and mm-hmm. traded Delman Young in the same offseason, which is an Glim- amazing synergy.
0: Yeah. I hate the new uniforms. I hate them. And I'll tell you why. We're going to get positive again in a second. Okay. Don't worry. The <laughs> red uniform with the TC on it was one of my favorite new tops in baseball. I yeah. loved them. And I, all I wanted them to have was that little piping down the front, kind of like the Red Sox have. And if they had done that with the red unis and wore red hats with the TC on them, with a mm-hmm. dark blue bill, you had me at a low. Instead, uh, will- they went to this new fangled M, the, the 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 Morongo Casino, um, and I'm I'm not I'm not feeling it.
1: Yeah, okay, but you will. Uh- Hold out for the white ones that say Twin Cities across the chest. Those ones are very, very clean.
0: How's the hat?
1: Eh. Is it still with the M? No. It, well, it's an M, but then it's got a star on front of, on the top, like a north star. Uh-huh. It, it looks like the Marlins M from before. And so, it, actually, the Twins have gotten a lot of grief about that, but whatever.
0: All right. Well, hey, here's the deal. Would you rather be losing with a beautiful TC hat or would you rather be winning with the the leftovers thrown in the dumpster by the Marlins a couple of years ago? I don't know the answer to that. But here's one thing that I absolutely do know, that you got to give the Twins credit for putting together the team the way that they do. It's hard to be a GM. You know, it looks easy, but I can tell you, it's hard. And I've tested out my GM skills with what? With the ultimate pro baseball GM. Now, people listen to the show, and I know I do, know that I have been doing fake baseball teams my whole life. I had made up fake teams with my baseball cards. I had, as a kid, I created monster baseball, where I had a baseball league made entirely of monsters, and I would play them in the league. And I had league. I had teams. I had a playoff system. This is in the 80s when I was a little kid. Later, when I played hardball, On the computer, I didn't just play hardball. I had stats. I I kept the score and I had the league. I knew everyone playing and I knew the fake players. I knew the real players. Well, none of that compares to the ultimate pro baseball GM, which goes through every possible aspect of being a GM, including my team. Some people like to do the real teams, like real teams and real team player names. I like the fantasy ones with the fake notes. That's why I'm the general manager of the Honolulu Waves. And I must say, I'm not doing well. I'm competing uh-uh. against some of the other locked-on hosts for Amazon gift card prices of like 650 bucks, $250. Um, I think I'm holding up for a draft pick, okay? Mm-hmm. But it allows you to basically handle every aspect of being a GM, hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities and injuries, navigating your franchise, my beloved Honolulu Waves, are going through free agency right now, We've got ups and downs. It's a challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go, play as you want, play when they think you're working. Do whatever you want to with that. Locked on MLB listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game, just visit. ProBaseballGM.com Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com Ultimate Baseball GM Start your dynasty today We're here with Locked On Honolulu Waves along with the host of Locked On Twins. It's a crossover uh, Brandon Warren Um, Look it It is insane to get too excited about beating up some bad teams at the front of the year, except you and I know that if this team got off to a rough start, especially from the brutal September that they had last year, mm-hmm. that 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 continuation, you know, it of course there's time to recover from it, but you're in a better position to say we have wiped. The, the last September clean. And instead of making up for lost time, maybe you could build upon that. And when we see that Cleveland, who's also not you know, Cleveland played a harder team in Seattle and, you know, they, they've played, they played well too. So there's a real possibility that you could see these two franchises, you know, going for each other's throats all year.
1: Yeah, and the other issue is that if the Twins get off to a slow start against these bad teams, they're playing the Astros, the Yankees coming up, they got the White Sox. There's nobody you mm-hmm. can just skate by in that that bunch. So you got to take care of business when it's in front of you. Fortunately, that other stuff is at home for the most part. Um and yeah, the East Coast with the Yankees, it's it, and, and Red Sox, it's you got to take advantage of and then take care of business when it's in front of you. So maybe you don't want to get excited, but you can't discount the fact that they did what they had to do.
0: Well I mean it's it's the cliche these games count just as much yep and the only when you have a team look at I think the twins are a good team. I do. I think they made some smart moves. I like what their GM did. if you want to be a GM then what you should do is wait wait we already did that and <laughs> um I I like the arise for Lopez trade. I yep. liked uh it turns out if Gallo, could fill in the offense that they lost with the Arise trade, and Arise was, a, you know, a nice player and a good hitter, but he was someone without a like. As you said, I think you said this in the uh, the the AL Central preview that he was a bit of while a nice player, someone without a position. Yeah, and if you could have Gallo, who is a a very good defensive left fielder, and if he could become a good offensive player with power then you've made up for the loss of Arise, and now you've included Lopez uh, onto this team, which uh, I'm, you know, I I was a fan of that trade for both sides, quite frankly. I thought it was a trade that actually worked out well for both sides. Uh, By the way, Peter from Lockdown Marlins, who's across the pond, and I don't mean across the country. I mean, he's in England. He's going to be our guest on either Thursday or Friday. We're going to talk a little bit about the fish then. I'll be sure to bring up the uh, 11 to one spanking that they got from Minnesota today. <laughs> Good. But, um, you know, but I think that you look at there, if you win the games, you're supposed to win and you could start to get contributions from people. You're not expecting. This is the wiggle room that this team needs. As you said, because the hard parts are coming up. You want to hold your own against the super teams and beat the snot out of the bad teams. Well,
1: and, and, to your point about arise, you know, they gavel has been playing first base. So it's actually almost like a direct swap. So yeah. the, the way that that's panned I out so I was at as, first. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs>
1: they've had issues with injuries and Trevor Larnock's playing left, but um yeah, I think the, the way they build teams and, and all that, uh, you know, I don't think that they're off to a, a good start by coincidence, but you got to keep trucking along and, If you can beat up the teams you're supposed to and just keep your head above water against the good teams, the surprising thing is that's probably good enough for 88, 90, 92 wins because you play them every day. So it's not as hard to contend, I think, as people think because you don't, you know, you win four days a week and you lose three, and that's a really good team. Um, So hopefully the Twins can do something like that and uh, find themselves in the race by beating who they're supposed to.
0: Well, and the other thing is that Minnesota they're not doing the uh, weighted schedule. So no. it's not like they're going to have an extraordinary number of games against Detroit and Kansas city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to play, you know, they'll play the Yankees and the Mets and the Dodgers and the Braves and, you know, some of the other, the Astros just as much, just as often. So no. when you do get those tomato cans coming up, you have to take advantage of it because you made a great point before. And congratulations on that. But uh, after this Miami series, and I actually, I don't think of Miami as a tomato can. I actually picked the Marlins to be a wild card team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I looked at the Twins-Marlins game as a potential postseason preview, maybe a World Series preview. Um, maybe not the best pick right now, but um, <laughs> you got after Miami... You have the home opener this Thursday against the Astros. Then you have some games against the White Sox, who we know can be very good. Then you've got, you go to the Yankees and you go to the Red Sox. And look, if you've been watching the Red Sox, uh, their pitching leaves a lot to be desired, but they seem to be able to score at will. Um, You get a little, a potential break with Washington. Then another series with the Yankees. Uh, until then you, you have like a, a seven game stretch where you're playing mainly the Royals and the, uh, nationals, but then you have the Yankees shoved in there, but you're right. There is, especially for Minnesota's pitching staff, we're going to learn a lot about their pitching staff because they're going to be playing against some heavy duty hitters pretty soon.
1: Well, especially Houston coming up and they're going to miss Christian Javier and Fram Valdez. If you're going to miss or want to miss two Astros. My money says it's those two, although I think Luis Garcia is sneaky good. Um, But to win on the road and then to beat the teams you're supposed to, or to do both of those things as they've done so far, um, that can go a long way because again, good teams stay right around 500 on the road. So it's, it's not that hard to keep your head above water if you win at home, like most teams do and stay about 500 on the road. So this fast start has been exactly what the doctor ordered.
0: Yeah, I mean, Joe Ryan pitched very well in his first start. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Pablo Lopez pitched very well. Uh, Sonny Gray, who I forgot was on your team, <laughs> um, you know, pitched his five shutout innings. And yep. in that series, again, grain of salt because it's the Royals, but they're still a Major League Baseball team. Here's the thing that kind of surprised me: was Lopez, Duran jacks their whole bullpen i let up one hit <laughs> with the exception of emilio pagan they let up one freaking hit and the entire time that they played that kansas city game i'm or maybe oh, there was one pitcher who didn't who let up a few but 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 like the bullpen they couldn't touch them and i looked up today and it was another 11 to one situation so um i don't know who let up the one run but clearly if the entire team let up one run the whole game clearly the bullpen didn't get thumped um you know minnesota's bullpen if they could you know if this is a sign of things at least the first bunch of games yeah up here yeah another uh, four scoreless innings out of the bullpen you know that's not something i was necessarily predicting for this team
1: Right. And it was Jorge Alcala and Cole Sands. So not one of their top guys or two of their top guys. I I think you could argue Alcala somewhere between fourth and fifth in the, the hierarchy for them, but to have those guys coming out throwing 95, 97, that's not the twins that I grew up watching. It's not the twins that I even covered starting in the early 20 teens, but um, yeah, they've got a bullpen that actually is cobbled together pretty nice. And they've got guys that have pretty good complementing skill sets Um, I just, I, I love the build of this team coming into this season. And you remember that in the AL central preview, I flip-flopped our friend Ryland with locked on Royals to the twins. He was first going to go with the white Sox. I flipped him to the twins so I can be very persuasive, but I thought this roster came into the season really well balanced. And I still think that.
0: Do you ever see the movie Lincoln, the Steven Spielberg film with uh, Daniel day Lewis and Tommy Lee Jones about Abraham Lincoln? Um, yeah. It's a great oh, yeah. movie. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's a great movie, and the majority of the film is watching people trying to get enough votes to ratify the the constitutional amendment to, to end slavery. Why am I yeah. bringing that up? Because when I watched you turn Rylan around. It reminded me of those scenes with like James Spader and David Strathairn yeah. trying to to where they're and Tommy Lee Jones where they're talking to the other senators and trying to get them – eventually I need you to, we need these votes for twins we need these votes for the twins and you know Lockdown Royals says twins Lockdown Royals yeah. says twins so um there you have that um boy that was a uh, uh that was a segue that I can honestly say I was not uh expecting to make <laughs> um, by the way, uh, just letting you know one thing tomorrow is a special day for your pal Sully. Why? Because I'm going to my first game of the year. I am going to my first game of the year. And how did I secure tickets for my first game of the year? Game time, game time buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful and wasn't for me. I get to go to the Dodgers the studios in Pasadena California At the same time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy theater near you great deals last minute tickets and you get the best price guarantees you can stop stressing over tickets I did it for the Dodgers. OK, and say with you people make fun of Dodgers and Dodger fans, they draw. Look at the numbers. They draw millions of fans, millions of fans. Why do fans show up late? Because of the traffic on the 110. You've seen the Californians. So getting tickets is not easy. Boom, got them. Boom, got to look at the best deal. Boom, deliver right to my phone. I don't need to go looking through my email. Boom, how's the seat look? You can see the image from the seat views. Huh? Lowest price guaranteed. Are you kidding me? Direct to your phone. Huh? And where's that email with the PDF? No. Forget that. Those are the days of past. I can't believe PDFs are passe. But do you know what? They are. The P stands for passe. And you should go right to game time. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account, use the code LockedOnMLB for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LockedOnMLB for twenty dollars off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, guaranteed prices of the lowest kind. What did I just say? Lowest price guaranteed. My humble apologies to our sponsors. I made word salad out of the final line of the ad read. (laughs) Um, But there you go. Um, 22 and five. 22 and five. That is the overall score right now. The Twins have scored 22 runs and they've let up five. They've played, what, four games and they have let up just over one run a game. And they're scoring, uh, what uh, more than five runs a game? A five-one game—that's an average twin score. Now, are they going to keep that up? Are they going to have an undefeated season? Yes, that's my—that's <laughs> my—that is my hot take. No, no, go. of course not. But it just—it creates a little swagger to come to home knowing that they're, you know, that they're the big bad twins. You know, get out of my way, Astros. And hopefully you catch the Astros with their pants down a little bit. We saw the White Sox split the series with the Astros, which is what you kind of want to do. The White Sox almost gave you a blueprint of, you know, walk away with a push. Beat the snot out of the Royals and walk away with a push on the Astros. And then you may be looking at a 90-win season.
1: And that's exactly what we predicted um last week in the opener uh, the the preview episodes so yeah uh i think they're capable of doing all that that's that's kind of the path i suspect they're going to take but um yeah it's uh, it it's, in, it's incredible how well they've started and fans are just dying for it to continue because the vikings don't play for about another 5 months
0: yeah now let me ask you a question here um is there anybody on the Injured list who you're waiting for their return right now? And is there any prospect bubbling over in AAA right now that you're counting the minutes for their arrival at target field?
1: Well, Jorge Polanco and Alex kirloff are on the IL. So that's their everyday second baseman mm-hmm. and probably first baseman, which would move Gallo back to the outfield. But yeah, they're waiting on those guys. The rotation is healthy. That was going to be a big question mark. And then uh, Royce Lewis is kind of. Not only a guy coming off injury, but still technically a prospect. That mm-hmm. he's going to be a shot in the arm whenever he can come back. He says he feels good. I would guess June probably, but he was absolutely incredible before getting hurt last year, and right. so they have more talent yet, which is exciting.
0: Um, now forgive my, forgive my ignorance because I, I, you know, I don't follow the team as as closely as you do. That'd be crazy if I did. But Lewis is a shortstop in their system. And yep. I don't know if you heard this, but they resigned their shortstop from last year. His was Carlos something. Um, and someone's going so, by the way, someone is going to write to me saying, how do you not know his name is Carlos Correa? I know <laughs> I f- I f- the, 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 the hate, the hate comments I get from time to time. Uh, by the way, uh, Angel fans and Ranger fans are taking turns, hating me with a passion. They, they, they hate me. They both hate me with the, the intensity of a thousand suns, as do Astro fans hate me, too, because they think my unreasonable and uh, maniacal hatred of the Astros are clouding my vision. As I point out, the last two World Series, I rooted for the Astros to win. That's Ooh. how much I hate the team. It's yeah. like it's like I, it's, I'm a maniac. Um, so I'm trying not to have Twins fans hate me. So, yes, I'm well aware Carlos Correa is the man's name. But what position is Royce Lewis playing? If he is he going to be in the outfield, or what's he going? What are they going to do with him?
1: (laughs) Well, the position that got him hurt in the first place was center field, and it was his first. that's That's what
0: I remembered. Yeah.
1: So is he? And he's even admitted that he'd be cautious around the fence. I don't know. I mean, he's physically capable of playing just about anywhere. My suspicion is probably third base with Jose Miranda moving to first, Brooks Lee eventually playing second but there's a lot of balls in the air as far as what's actually going to happen mm-hmm. at this point, you probably bring Lewis back and maybe you even DH him because they don't have a set DH right now. Uh, it's not the Nelson Cruz days or anything like that, but I think they're going to be very, very happy to have Lewis back wherever they put him.
0: Why wouldn't you put, wouldn't you put Gallo there? I mean, again, Gallo's a gold glove left fielder, but I yeah. mean, I mean, if he's hitting, I don't know. I, 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 I this is why Baldelli makes the big bucks is you know, he'll be able to, to be able to, to shuffle things around, you know, you, you almost don't want to curse them to being the, like the super sub, but you know, yeah. what Zobrist was and what DJ LeMayhew has been um, is a, it's a valuable role because he, you, you know, they'll, they'll have, they'll have enough at bats. We consider a regular player. They just be able to, you know, spell Correa, spell this player. spell that player and be able to, you know, play multiple positions. I mean that seems to be especially with the shorter benches, you're not pinch hitting as much anymore. Having right. someone be able to play more than one position, um, you know, that's a that's a valuable skill to have.
1: That's how they've built their bench this year, too, because uh Kyle Farmer is on the bench there, Donovan Solano and then Nick Gordon. They they're all capable of playing multiple positions. And Rocco Baldelli comes not only from the Rays organization, but the Joe Madden coaching tree. So it's not all that surprising that he values versatility. Also, too, every time you see a good team, they almost always seem to have that jack-of-all-trades. You know, Marwin Gonzalez, back in the Astros days, mm-hmm. you mentioned um, – Kiki, uh, so Kiki, Kiki, Kiki Hernandez. Kiki Hernandez. Plays the,
0: yeah. Tony Phillips Depends was over. the one when I was growing. Tony Phillips was the, the patron yep. saint of the person playing every position. Um mm-hmm. Oh, it's funny you mentioned – One of these days, I gotta come up with some sort of like, like Baldelli came from Madden, Madden yep. came from Sosha, Sosha came from Lasorda, Lasorda Ooh. came from Walter Alston. Like, like, like the you know the connection there. Like,
1: the,
0: you know, there was ways that you could you know the, the connecting. You know, John McGraw to Casey Stengel, Casey Stengel to Lou Piniella, Casey, you know, all these different, you know, the Casey Stengel yep. to, uh, not Lou Piniella, to Billy Martin to Lou Piniella. You know, those, right. those different, the different, you know, the different ways it all branches out. I you love know, those things. You know, Jim Leland is connected directly to Tony LaRusso, which is why, again, everyone, take your shot glasses out. I want someone to hire Roberto Kelly or Hensley Mullins. So we could see the offspring of the managerial offspring of Bruce Bochi move on.
1: Yes, he's brilliant.
0: Well, look at, hey, um, I know it's only four games, but you can't ask better than outscoring your opponents 22 to five over the first four games. And, you know, we all saw last year that they were tied with Cleveland going into Labor Day weekend. If They had a few more wins under their belt. Maybe they give them a little more wiggle room. I don't know, neither do you, but you can't ask for a better first four games of what the Minnesota Twins gave their fans. And you can't ask for a better podcaster to be there for the Twins than Brandon Warren, the host of Locked On Twins. By the way, everyone, I want to thank everyone so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen. For your second listen, obviously, that's got to be Locked On Twins. Your third listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Brandon, Warren, tell people where they can listen to your great show.
1: Yeah, well, check us out on YouTube and or everywhere else you get podcasts. There's about a billion apps, but uh, Locked On Twins is what you're looking for. Plug it in the Google machine or go onto YouTube We have a whole lot of fun. And I think I finished fixed my video issue. So it's going to be actually like in regular definition. So come check us out.
0: All right. And um, I may be getting for those who've been, uh, I may be getting some new equipment here this week. So you may see the end. We may be hanging the headset up to the rafters. Uh, Maybe even have a new backdrop. We'll see. We will see, but follow us at locked on. And there'll be pods on Twitter and Instagram and and uh, I'm your Paul Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And please, please be there to subscribe to our show on YouTube. We're trying to reach 1 billion followers. Talking about the first four games that couldn't go any better for the Minnesota Twins with Brandon Warren, this has been Locked on MLB. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.